in your subconscious is all of your belief system that you created from the time you were zero to six. And then from zero to six, your subconscious becomes solidified. Now scientists say that 95% or a minimum of 95% of everything that we do flows out of our subconscious. Well, that's pretty good, but it's not accurate. The Bible says that out of our heart flow all of the issues of life, and all means all. Well, our heart and our subconscious are directly connected. As a matter of fact, your subconscious cannot be developed without emotion. So that tells you that the heart and the subconscious are actually one. They're in different spots. One's in the center of your brain, in your limbic brain, and the other one, of course, is in your chest. Or it's really called your belly, the belly of a man, which is where the, your, your heart, where you, sit, where you are seated, the real you is seated, the spiritual you is seated, is in your heart. And so a little girl or a little boy has an emotion um, that emotion is, is around something that's very important to that child, maybe a mother or a father or a sibling or a teacher. And that child then misinterprets whatever's going on. Um, let's just say the child doesn't get the kind of affection that it desires through its own love language. Then it might feel rejected or different or unloved or separated from the family. Or maybe somebody really is abandoned and they've experienced trauma and they've been given away or I know uh, I'll give you an example I worked with a woman I didn't know this about her um, but she was abandoned by her mom who was a prostitute multiple times and at four years old she was going to neighbor's house to find food taking care of herself at four I worked with this woman she was in ICU and her kidneys were failing her son was just a few days old and was in ICU and had water on the brain and so they they, the little boy wasn't expected to live. So I get asked to minister to this woman while she's in ICU via Skype. While I'm ministering to her via Skype, um, I know because she's about to possibly die and uh, quote-unquote abandon her child. Not on purpose, but through no fault of her own, meaning no decision-making of her own, she's about to die with her kidneys, not failing. So I began to minister to her in the area of her being abandoned as a child. And I know nothing about her past. She's never told me anything about her past at all. And I now discover that she has been abandoned by her mom, who was a prostitute, who left her multiple times. So I began to help her heart heal by saying, your mother was broken. No woman lives their life wanting to be a prostitute. And once you're that broken that you would abandon your own child, you're not in your right mind anymore. You're not, it's no different than if somebody had cancer of the brain. It's not working. And I said, your mother didn't abandon you because she didn't love you or you were unworthy of love. She abandoned you because she's broken. She's in a survival mode. Many people do this, but that doesn't make them terrible people. It makes them broken people. And I said, honey, you're sick. Your sickness is just in another part of your body. It's in your kidneys. And now you'll abandon your son, but it won't be because you chose to. It'll be because you die. We need to forgive your mom, but you can't do that on your own by yourself until you walk in her shoes. Well, you're not gonna become a prostitute, are you? You're not gonna do what your mother did, are you? So the only way for you to become what your mother judged is to die. I mean, what you judged your mother for is to die because she judged her for abandoning her. And her judgments are accurate. Judgments are not, most of our judgments are spot on, but there's only one God. 
And Jesus said, I didn't come here to condemn you. You are condemned already. Don't you know everything you judge you are? Yes. See? Now I'm paraphrasing, but it's all in Matthew chapter 7. And so I began working with her. I said, look, I forgive your mom for you until you're able to follow. So I worked with her, and she began to, our emotions began to flood. She began to heal. She began to get some forgiveness flood to her soul, not by choice, but because she's now understanding how helpless her mom is. Why? Because she's helpless. Her mother abandoned her through helplessness, not through you terrible mom who doesn't love me. You yeah. see that? But that's how the child perceives it when a child doesn't understand mental illness or depression or those things that her mother was going through. We think, oh, well, she just made those choices. That ain't how it happens. People don't just make a choice to be a drug addict. People don't just make a choice to be a prostitute. That's not what happens. So as I helped her see that, um, within minutes, I'm talking maybe a few hours, her son is completely healed. Wow. Completely healed and comes out of ICU, no brain damage, no water on the brain, nothing. And the son wasn't expected to even live. How amazing is that? It's just crazy. Her kidneys, um, she begins to improve right then. But then later on, I don't know if it was that day or the next day or whatever, she wasn't doing well. Her kidneys started to fail again. So the people that had connected with her, I said, look, I, I'm in a session. I'm about, about to go in a session. I can't stop and minister to her, but you can. Write this down. So I told them to write down some stuff so they could work with her and her heart. They worked with her and her heart and her kidney function almost doubled within 15 minutes just by dealing with the heart and the emotion. So everything you hold true inside of your heart must manifest in your body, whether it's through sickness, disease, or the way your bones are shaped, or everything about you, how much you weigh, the color of your eyes, the color of your hair. Everything about you is declaring God's glory. It can't not declare the glory of God. Why? Because you're his creation. And so Psalm 19.1 says, Heaven declares a thing, but earth will, or the firmament will proclaim it, or that which is firm will make it visible. So your heart is where the kingdom of God is, right? So when your heart declares a matter, guess what has to happen in your life? It must manifest. So if you declare in your heart, I am abandoned, not only will you continue to be abandoned, but then you'll have to be the one who abandons. Why? Because you held it to be true. And whatever you believe, you shall have. As a man thinks, so is he. And so the only way for us to heal as a people from this is we have to surrender leaning into our own understanding. We have to have had that so much that we hate it and we don't want it anymore and we abandon it. Why? Because to lean into your own understanding is the same as to trust in your own perception or to trust in the knowledge of good and evil based on your past experiences. And that's what Adam and Eve did when they walked away from God, is they trusted their own experiences. They trusted the knowledge of good and evil. And the knowledge of good and evil separates us from God. Why? Because there's one judge, and we're not it. And the minute we eat from that, we're going we're gonna to have to go become everything that we judge. And so that's what we want to get to, is the core part of you, the inside part of you, so that you don't keep bringing back to yourself these things that you hold to be true that are actually have facts, but they're not truth. So what is the facts? I don't know. That's what we're going to find out. We're going to find out what your facts are. Where did you feel neglected? Where did you feel rejected? Where did you feel abandoned? Where did the little girl inside of you in your life to make those determinations? And how can we wake her up to see that those are the facts, 
but it's not the entire truth. And when that little girl inside of you feels the entire truth that she is already loved, she is already accepted, she's already perfect in all her ways, she's already made in God the Father and God the Mother's image and God the child. All of, we're made in God's image already. When that goes into your subconscious brain, remember how much stuff comes out of your heart? All of the issues flow out of your heart. So now that's what will flow out of your heart and that's what you'll create in your own world because everything is from you, for you, and to you. How do I know that? Because you're made in God's image. And everything is from God, for God, and to God. So when you hold a belief that is a lie to be true, when you hold it as truth, so let's pretend again that I hold the truth that I am rejected. If that is what I hold to be true, that frequency or that vibration, or that information will leave my body like a seed almost. And God is not mine. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Yes. So when that leaves my body, it will come back to me and bring me people in my life who will reject me. Why? Because I already hold it to be true that I am. But when that changes, and I no longer hold it to be true that I'm rejected, because though the, I know that you have need of man's approval, but my father shall never reject me. So when you get that truth, not just in your brain, here in the frontal lobe, but it gets in your heart, and you hold to be true that you are your father has always approved of you, shall always approve of you, there's nothing you can do to make God love you more, when that gets inside of you, then you have the state of being, I am loved. Not, oh, I hope I get loved, or let me do this so God will love me more. No, I am loved. Period. That's who I am. There's a song that um, Graham Cook speaks over. I'm not sure who the singer is, but it's called Inheritance. And he says, um, uh, you're, you, know, um, uh, you, you are loved um, because that's who he is. And God loves you because of who God is, not because of good who you father. are. Yeah, well, it's like Good, Good Father, but it's actually a different song. It's, um, I want your eyes. Give me your eyes. And Graham Cook is speaking over this man. It sounds like Jason Upton, but I don't know if it's actually Jason Upton that's singing. But he's like, give me your eyes. Basically, let me see myself the way you see me, is what the song is about. Let me see myself through your eyes. And what you'll find out is that you're already his child. You're already loved. You're already valued. You're already all those things you're trying to accomplish and get. But once you already know it, guess what you draw to yourself? Whatever you believe. If you believe you're loved and cared for and protected and provided for, everything you need comes to you. It can't not come to you. It's the way, it's, it's the, way the earth is already made. Why? Because on the sixth day, God said it was good. In other words, it's done. All these things are good. And God rested. Why? Because the way he created the earth, your answers are already in it. Including if you keep bringing cycles into your life that are not, not, they don't feel good. Well, the reason they don't feel good is to wake you up. That's the purpose of the pain. But most of us run from the pain rather than going into the pain. Well, Jesus already suffered for me. Yes, and he said, if you suffer with me, you shall reign with me. He didn't say, hey, I came to suffer so you don't have to. No. When Peter tried to rescue him, he called him Satan. So, to be against suffering is to be against Christ. Sometimes it's called anti-Christ in the Bible. 
So if you're against being pierced, if you're against being pricked or thrust through or rubbed or massacred or smeared or have a paint someone paint a picture of truth, like all the truth, if you're, if you're against that, you're against Christ because Christ means Messiah and anointed one. And anointed means pierced, thrust through, pricked, rubbed, smeared, massaged, therapy, and paint a picture. Well, when you paint a picture, you have to face your whole truth. And sometimes our whole truth is not pretty. Sometimes people's truth is they were abandoned. They were raped. They were molested. They were beaten. They were rejected. They were all those things. And so the only way to heal from that is to go back through it in your imagination, in your memory, and deposit new information. What new information? Whatever God breathes. Jesus said, I don't say it unless I hear the Father say it. And I don't do it unless I see the Father do it. And so that's what I do when I'm working with someone. I don't have, not two people are ever the same. And I worked over with over 400 people last year. And every week I work with about 10 people. So you do the math, right? Sometimes I don't work with 10 people in a week because I'm traveling. But if I was to just subtract, if there's 52 weeks in a year, and I subtract 12 of those weeks, then that would put me at 400 people, right? And so that's about how many people I see a year that I do this with, and very few of them don't get results. The ones that don't get results are the ones who won't go into their pain, or they'll go into it and then they retract and say, I'm not doing that again, you know, because they just they can't take it. What they don't know is if they will endure until the end, that's when they get their crown. What does a crown mean? Authority. That's when they figure out their identity and they know who they are, that they already are everything they've been looking for. And they don't have to look anymore.